successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM. I appreciate you joining us on iTunes via podcast and at our website, GrillNationShow.com, where all of our guests are Listed as well as every single one of our shows that we've ever done is linked to the website, grillnationshow.com. Hope you're having a great day, and I'm excited about this show today. Uh, and I want to thank our uh, partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show before we get going here. Title sponsors of the show are MoBank, BOK Financial, Trust, and Two West Companies. Uh, we also have contributors of the show that come on once in a while, and those are KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council, Port KC, and Brian Sarr from True Wealth and Company. Thanks to all the partners and supporters. And luckily today we have our monthly show with uh, a title sponsor, which is MoBank BOK Financial. Uh, and we have a full house today. They're bringing on a, uh, a guest that we've had on, God, it must have been four years ago, three or four years ago, but uh, a lot has changed since then. And I'm excited to have Andy Rieger on the show. But first off, let's start off with the, the bank folks here in the room. Uh, kind of uh, tell everyone who you are and what you do at MoBank BOK Financial. Let's start with uh, Noel. I am Noelle Fallon, and I am the Community Relations Manager for our Kansas City Market. Um, I have the fun job when it comes to banking. Um, charitable giving, sponsorships, and event planning are all in my wheelhouse. That's um, something I really enjoy. She does a good job with that, too, for sure. How about next? Um, my name is Lindsay Bruns. I'm a private banker at our Lighten office in Overland Park, and I do all things banking, including loans, mortgages, uh, marketable security lines. Stuff that I don't know anything about, but I'm excited to learn about. And last but not least, and we're going to actually, we have we have a few more people in here. One one is off air, but we might bring him in too if he uh, has something to impart his wisdom on. Next up is Linda. Good morning, Jason. I'm Linda Lawrence, and I'm a commercial relationship manager and senior vice president for MoBank. And what I do is consult and help entrepreneurs in the market with all of their lending and banking needs. And we also have Aaron Israelite in studio today. If he, he's going to be to my left, I'm over my shoulder. If there's anything that needs to pop up here, he, I have to bring him on because I saw he went to Mizzou. And so I, uh, I need to support, uh, local, uh, Tigers here in a room full of Jayhawks, I'm sure. Okay. And so, um, tell us about what you guys are doing and our guest today. And then we're going to bring him on because, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. I know you've been instrumental in kind of helping Jay Rieger and co and Andy Rieger and those folks there kind of uh, uh, grow over the last few years. So, uh, Linda, why don't you start us off with Lindsay and, and take us there, and we'll bring on Andy after that. Absolutely. We've been so excited to be a partner with Andy, um, so thankful of that partnership. Um, it's funny because I started working with Andy a few years ago by default uh, when the uh, the prior commercial relationship manager retired, and I drew the short straw and actually got to work with Andy, just joking, love working with him. And the business has been phenomenal. Um, it's, it's on a very big growth trend and they're 
we have an exciting project that's going on in the East Bottoms. And I know Andy will talk all about it, so I'll let him do that part of it. But we were very fortunate to partner up and be able to uh, be the, uh, I'd call it the core banks um, part of that whole transaction involving new market tax credits, historic tax credits, and just some conventional bank financing. Mm. And Lindsay, you were a part of that as well? No, I'm actually new to the relationship. Oh, good. So um, on the private on the private banking side, um, I deal with more Andy rather than the business side. Okay, cool. So let's bring on Andy. Andy, how are you? Andy Rieger from uh, J. Rieger & Co., president uh, and uh, entrepreneur here in Kansas City. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's good to have you. Um, let's start off at the at the top because we'll get into all the things you, you're you trying to accomplish uh, after that. But take me through your background. I know you uh, you uh, went to SMU. Is that right? Yeah. So I went to, from Kansas City originally, went to SMU for school, uh, was one of the nerds, math and finance double, got out, was in private equity investment banking, and then decided to be really stupid and forego a really cool life and a really good salary and do something that I thought would be a little bit more fulfilling, moved home and started up what is now Jerry Gernco. You did that. Um, I want to mention too. You you started uh, as a young a young person doing entrepreneurship with a lawn service. And so I had. So this was in college or high no, school. This was in uh, grade school. It started in middle school. I wanted to go to Europe on a class trip, and my mom said I had to pay for half of it. And the trip was three thousand dollars. And when you're in seventh grade, you have no idea how to make fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> in your entire life. And my mom said, "Well, we have a lawnmower and we have neighbors, so figure it out." So yeah. I went around to the neighbors, asked to cut their lawn for 20 bucks a time, and slowly but surely I made my $1,500 as a seventh grader, was able to go to Europe on the class trip, and from there it just sort of expanded to having about 30 lawns, and when I left for college, was able to sell it, and the person I sold it to paid me, uh, you could call it an annuity, but it was really a, a weekly annuity, if that's a word. <laughs> And he so wait, was paid this, me like 250 bucks a week for this, the whole entire first semester, and oh, wow. I had more beer money than anybody. So is this a, uh, a younger guy, an older guy? Who was this? I sold it to a gentleman that had a lawn company, and so I had a bunch of lawns that were all in uh, the, what's called the, the Golden Triangle of Fairway. Okay. And it's what borders between Mission Hills Country Club Golf Course, Kansas City Country Club Golf Course, and uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway. And so all of them were really concentrated. So yeah. the name of the game in lawn business was the less amount of time you have to drive, more profitable it is. And mm-hmm. so the lawns were pretty highly sought after as someone that could acquire the rights to mow and manage all of them going forward. Interesting. See, I, I didn't do anything like that. I just, I mowed the neighbor's lawn and first up the street, never thought about making a business out of it. Um, well, that's cool. And so it's just interesting to, to sell a business to somebody when you're, I guess, going off to college, right? Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> beer, beer money was very appreciated. So uh, you did uh, the financial stuff for a while and you mentioned that was a, more of a lucrative. That's a totally different lifestyle, isn't it? Doing uh, what you were doing before. Yeah. You get into anything right out of college and it's a huge upward trend of trying to just figure out up from down, but being able to really learn, get to see how the industry works. And honestly, it's, it's what's made my relationship with Linda really easy because I understand how bankers need to think mm-hmm. as opposed to most entrepreneurs that are just, they just do it and they have no idea what other people need or need to look at. And so it was something that really understanding credit and figuring out how the business world operates, being able to take that into entrepreneurship and making it something that is very worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned you got, um, you, this was a interesting idea that you kind of got recruited. I know Ryan maybe reached out to you at some point, 
and bugged you about it and you were like who are you what are you doing why are you doing this yeah so it was, <laughs> it was a fun life growing up my family had a bunch of old shot glasses advertisements and bottles from jay rieger and co in the pre-prohibition years which was something my triple great grandfather started but wow. it never mattered so when the rieger restaurant opened in 2010 i actually was in kansas city that christmas and met ryan and he threw out this wild idea and four years later, we ended up launching Jay Rieger & Co., the modern iteration of it. And I came on board, wanted to do it, um, really sort of took the lead on making it a business and not a bar with a happen to make alcohol in the back, as so many of them are. And from that, we were able to get really good talent, guys that ran Tanqueray, guy that ran Maker's Mark, guy that was one of the main consultants for Diageo on the sales side. So we were really able to get people that we felt were experts, and it was a really good opportunity for me to say, Forget this investment banking thing, and I also assumed I would be working less hours, but I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> oh, God, this would be fun today on the show. We're going to be talking to Andy Rieger. Uh, the show is brought to you by MoBank, BOK Financial, title sponsor of the Grill Nation show. We're going to talk about kind of how this all got started, where, where you guys started, where you're going, uh, some exciting news about the new facility. It's going to be a lot of fun here on the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening today on 988. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Uh, we've got a great show today. Again, MoBank, BOK Financial, title sponsors of the Grill Nation show and this show. We're joined by uh, a lot of people in this studio. Noel, Lin- uh, Lindsay, Aaron, and uh, who am I forgetting? Lin- uh, Linda. Uh, and Andy Rieger from uh, Jay Rieger & Co., president and one of the founders. Their website is jriegerco.com. Andy, uh, welcome back, everybody. We were talking about kind of the start of this, and you know, you left investment banking. I, I believe you were engaged, or you were going to—you you, might have been married at the time. I don't know, but you—you you basically dragged your uh, significant other back here, and it was a decision you had to make, and and it happened. She actually drugged me. She, oh, she drugged she's you. From, okay. She's from St. Louis. Okay, and she in Dallas. She's like, you know what? I think this is what uh, we're supposed to move to Kansas City for. That's so good. She was the one that stamped it. She stamped the approval. <laughs> Um, okay, so you got here and, 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 you know, hadn't been here for a while. Um, where'd you guys start? I know it was more about publicity and marketing at the beginning and yeah, I, so I have a t-shirt that I've, that I've worn for years. That you we, we really wanted to, we sort of saw the trends of what a lot were doing. And when starting distilleries up in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, you know, the real popular trend was building a bar that happens to make alcohol. It's mm-hmm. still very common nowadays. Most are that way. Same thing with breweries. You know, we've kind of gone away from the term brew pub. Or we've seen a lot pub. of those in, in growing all over the country. A ton. And the real reason is because the margin is higher in the retail side than it is the wholesale side. And the wholesale side is very difficult. And so we sort of said, let's turn the problem on its head and let's make it entirely different. Mm. And let's do something where we just focus on the production element of it so that we know we're making good products. We just focus on the brand so we know that the brand is good. We make whatever imperfections that we have. We correct them so that we can focus 100% of our mental and actual true dollar capital on making sure that the brand succeeds. Because if you do that, then in the future you can expand, you can open 
uh, welcome center, whatever it may be. But if you start as a bar, that's what you get known as. And so we didn't want to have consumers be confused as to who we are, what we're all about. And we didn't want them to have their first impression of us be they walk in and say, wow, look at this really cool bar. If they've never heard of us, we want them to say, what a cool brand. I love this brand. This is my brand. And being able to see people come back to Kansas City from other cities where they say, I was at a bar, I was at this hotel, and there were your products. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun way to get to see people take ownership and pride of it being not just a Kansas City product, but something that they call theirs. Mm-hmm. And you had to like go all over the country. I mean, this is a lot of work yeah, to get into all these places. It is. It's something that you <laughs> just have to put in the work and put in the time, but it's also something that you can't really fake. And that's the biggest element of it. If the product's not good, if the product's mispriced, if the brand looks cheesy, as so many of them are out there, you end up with failure. Mm-hmm. And failure can be massive or failure can be minute. But I would really look at it and say that doing it the way we did it, um, we were called stupid from the beginning because we weren't taking advantage of the high margin business of having on-site retail. But at the end of the day, with once we start talking about what we're doing now, I think mm-hmm. that everyone will say, ah, maybe it was the right move. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think down there? I mean, you, you, you've been along for the process at the beginning. Um, and when, when a guy like Andy comes in and says, here's our idea, you're probably like, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. This yeah, this is Linda. And I, I have to say, starting out working with Andy, was it, the thing that set him apart, number one, was uh, his background. The investment banker background, as he spoke about a little bit ago, was was just spot on. I mean, he anticipated what the bank needed before I even knew maybe what I needed. Mm-hmm. And he, um, and as you can tell, I mean, he's an extremely smart individual and appreciated every single question I asked. And I'm a very, by nature, curious person and ask a ton of questions. And so sometimes I was worried I'd be irritating him, but no, he, he would, he would come back with every answer and always had those answers. He'd always thought through every aspect of what he was doing from every angle so it really put the bank at ease and gave us a lot of confidence and comfort in what we were doing and undertaking with them so and i i absolutely cannot get behind something unless i love it Mm -hmm. i love this brand and love the product i Mm -hmm. mean it's 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 just amazing so that's that's my story i don't know and it's got to be um it's got to be about the brand because the way i understand it this is a very saturated market at least becoming more saturated since we lost uh since you started of course you know it was first craft breweries and now it's kind of the distilleries um there's different regulations but also too like when you start out you don't have any product and it's all like manufactured in certain states and then you guys start making your own stuff there's different ingredients i mean all of this is it's inside baseball stuff, right? Yeah, hundred percent. You, know, you <laughs> kind of go back on what branding really is to its core and no one really understands what branding was. And back in the olden days, when I say the olden days, I mean, 16, 1700s, you know, when branding became a thing, it mm-hmm. were people that were more or less just finding materials that they would look at and inspect and they would put their mark on it. And that was how people knew, Oh, this is branded by this person. And that person Everything he puts his brand on is good. And so that's really the way that you have to look at and evaluate the brand. And in order to do that, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and you have to make those sacrifices every single day. And so there's really, or when you're starting up, there's sales organizations and there's brand driven organizations. We're really taking it to heart to be that brand organization because we have a lot of years of runway to work with this. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that, you know, we someday, two decades from now, people look at us and say we were the boulevard of our generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's that like going to other places and trying to sell a Kansas City product um, in New York or 
name a big city because you know, I feel like it's it's different than when somebody from New York comes here and says, "Hey, I want to put yeah, it's a actually bunch of money into this." You know what I mean? Kansas City and other cities uh, is actually a really easy sell because we're kind of looked at as this infant city compared to the rest of the country, which is a really nice way to position yourself that you're not very threatening. And so you just get judged based upon the merits of what it is that you're presenting, the price, the brand, the quality, et cetera. So you're not really battling the, oh, we're from LA and now we're in New York. And they say, oh, you guys think you're better than us on that coast. And so you don't Mm -hmm. deal with any of that. Not Mm -hmm. dealing with that allows you to just be true to what you are and what you're selling. And it makes people consider you for what you want them to consider you for. So were you guys around when they moved into the East Bottoms originally? Um, yes. Yeah, okay, we were, were there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So well, um, Linda wasn't Linda wasn't helping us build barrel racks or anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I so, tried. But, so yeah. Noel and Lindsay, I want to get you guys in here. Um, are you guys, tell me how you're going to be helping out uh, Jay Rigger moving forward. I mean, are you guys, I mean, Noel, obviously you, now you, Essentially, at all of the events, hopefully, have it on tap or yeah. and, and there, right? Yeah. So every event will be at our facility. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, by directly from Andy. Okay. Um, but also, we do. I mean, in my world, the best way that I can help out, aside from you know promoting our customers, um, we have our you know employee sales meetings. We always try to go to customer sites, and of course, we always have fun at our sales meetings. So I think <laughs> the new space will be perfect for us to come in. Um, you know, we have our little sales meetings, but we also like to mix and mingle with each other and, and just get to know our customers better. And I think that's probably the best way to do it is to support, support our customers by going mm-hmm. out to their space. By you, Lindsay. Agreed. Um, I visited the tunnel, uh, during one of my tours, which was fascinating and scary. Um, but I was pretty proud of myself. If you've been there, that's somewhere where you need to go and check out for sure. Um, yeah. And, and so Let's go back to that East Bottoms. You were very lean at first. I mean, I know you so, had the restaurant. So, dirt and, so when, when we started out, the you know the perfect site for the distillery was somewhere being the model we wanted to have, where it wasn't retail driven, was something that had a lot of space, high ceilings, sprinklers, and something that had really low uh, dollar per square foot rent. And we actually went down to the East Bottoms or the Electric Park District within the East Bottoms to be more specific because a gentleman named John McDonald, who's been on your show, basically came to us and said, I have this building down there. I think it's perfect for you guys. Come check it out. Mm-hmm. So we went down there, checked it out. And the history of the area is fabulous. It was an old brewery grounds, uh, very historic in that sense. So it really fit the revival of this old pre-prohibition distillery to be able to say, as opposed to going you know, somewhere to a suburb of Kansas City. So wanting to go somewhere along those lines, it was perfect, 15,000 square feet. We thought we would never outgrow it, but we saw all these buildings around us that if we ever needed to expand, mm. the expansion had the potential to be right there. And so fortunately for us, being what we did, that's where we're at right now. And uh, nobody really knew much about the East Bottoms when you moved down there. I mean, there's a lot of history. Yeah, the East Bottoms. Uh, I mean, a, I frankly knew very little. Yeah, um, it's a huge track of land. I mean, I even sat in city council members' offices, and they were like when explaining our project and saying, yeah. We're going to be doing this. And they said, okay, where's this again? I said, the East Bottoms. And one even said, oh, we love going to the East Bottoms. And I was like, really? Where do you like going? <laughs> and they go, oh, we're just so excited to see Kemper Arena's renovation. And I go, oh, that's that's the West Bottoms. <laughs> and so that's a big reason why we're really trying to bring back the historic electric park district as the sub area within the general East Bottoms so it can be much more descriptive. Mm. Been in Knuckleheads a handful of times, and yeah. then I, I, we went to a business journal event uh, at your guys's place, the old place. Um, 
So you kept it pretty lean, though, as far as employees. Yeah, we very did. small. Well, I mean, just kept it very true to manufacturing, sales, and branding, and that was it. And for a long time, and we only PR. Had you, had some, you had a lot of PR. Yeah, and we did that internally, though. Yeah, and so we really wanted to make sure that we controlled the message of our brand. You know, again, a lot of those sacrifices, a lot of staying up late. Talk to me about the products um, and how you rolled those out, because I know you started with the whiskey, the Kansas City whiskey, and yeah. you, now you've branched out into a bunch of other stuff. Jay Rieger & Co. was originally a whiskey-based brand, so we had to start with whiskey. Um, vodka came on second, which we really didn't think it would happen, so we didn't release everything all at once, as so many do. Uh, vodka came on second because bartenders really started asking for it, wanting to get away from the big brands that mm-hmm. are the norm. Mm-hmm. And then gin came along when Tom Nickel formerly left Tanqueray and became a partner in Jay Rieger & Co. And so he created the gin program from scratch and an Amaro, which is a Italian-style liqueur, which is very bar-based, uh, was the fourth product. And we really tried to keep it tight along those lines so that we don't get too spread out. People don't have any idea who we are, what we make, what mm-hmm. they should focus on, and so that we don't confuse distributors, liquor stores, and ultimately customers. And we got 20 seconds left, but we can get into this more. What, what's the what's the highest product that you sell? Which, uh, one, which one does the most biz? The whiskey is the most popular. Gin is second, uh, and vodka is third. Um, vodka could easily be higher. We just don't focus on it very much, but... Everyone in America loves a good whiskey. They do right now, that's for sure. Uh, Andy Rieger is with us, brought on by MoBank BOK Financial. Be right back after the break. We're going to talk about kind of their expansion and uh, where they are throughout the country. You're listening to Grill Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us. 9.80 a.m. again today on iTunes as well and at grillnationshow.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and search me on social media by my name. Um, very active on social. We appreciate you listening each and every week. And thanks to uh, MoBank BLK Financial again for uh, title sponsoring the show and for joining me each month with an amazing guest. And uh, we have a, a group of, uh, of bankers and uh, people from the organization here today, Linda, Lindsay, Aaron, and Noel. Uh, I'd say all your last names, but we have a lot to talk about with uh, with Andy Rieger, who joins us again today uh, for this segment. Andy, we were talking about kind of, kind of the basics of how you started and, uh, you know, about the different varieties and whatnot. And uh, at some point you started uh, being a public uh, affairs person and got some things passed. And next thing you know, there's an area of the city being renamed to Electric Park and you're you're building a huge expansion down there. Like, how the heck did this all happen, man? Like, so fast. I feel like it's maybe it's it's been a while for you, but it seems like this all has happened really fast with, so, the, with the expansion. Yeah. In 2016, we saw the writing on the wall in our 15,000 square foot space and realized it wasn't going to work. Yeah, that's a big space. I've been there, and I'm like, yeah, right now wow. there's 2,400 barrels up on racks. So once you start filling it with whiskey, it gets pretty crammed pretty fast. So we we decided we needed to start looking around, and really, I just started going and having cocktails with people that were mm-hmm. far smarter than I am, and ask questions, and really started to understand incentives better. Everybody talked about different incentives, and so in my mind, I was really building this puzzle that I was trying to figure out how do you put it together for doing something that could be very, very impactful. Mm-hmm. Not just impactful on the brand, but if we were fortunate enough to stay in our area, 
that would be something that you we guys would want wanted to, to change the the, the the trajectory of the East Bottoms as well and be a uh, yeah a community and a civic kind of role as well as not just making money and being profitable but also have like an impact on the long long term aspects of Kansas City right and they go hand in hand but you know initially it was all about do we stay in the East Bottoms and really make this our home or do we have to look somewhere else and so we looked all over but mm. oh you did I, okay yeah I approached John McDonald and I said just so you know our lease is up in October of 2019 three years from now we're starting to look around. We will not be renewing. So if you're interested in us staying, we would be very interested in buying the properties from you. But if not, we need to know sooner than later because this is a long process for us. And he came back in January 2017 and said, let's do it. So that started everything. And, and you had to get a bunch of money then. <laughs> well, fortunately, it took about six months for all the paperwork to get done. And we were able to buy the buildings in August of 2017, but started architecture before that in March 2017. And finished architecture in September of 2018, started construction in September of 18, and are about to open in July. Oh, my gosh. And there's all kinds of articles on the website or uh, on the Internet. You can see visuals and photos. And, I mean, this is a this is a pretty big endeavor. How many square feet is this? Yeah, it's 60,000 square feet. So the idea we really had was we need to expand our production first. And so our production will become about 35,000 square feet total between storage and active production. And then the rest we felt was the ability for us to create a welcome center and create something that's very impactful to not only the revival of the neighborhood, but the brand. And so the two really will go hand in hand. Tell us about the welcome center. What is that? So the idea, as soon as what, you get What do there, I get when Jason Grill walks in there with a uh, a friend and that likes whiskey? <laughs> well, and... if you text ahead, it's a red carpet. Oh, okay, uh, cool. It, yeah, it, I'd, love to, I'd love to have that. Uh, if you don't, you're unfortunately <laughs> at the mercy of whoever is uh, working at the very front that day. Okay. So the idea we wanted to start with was really hit on history of not just our brand, the area, et cetera, but we wanted to ensure that what we did was very authentic. It's what our brand communicates nonstop. So being able to have a historical exhibit, to do a historic renovation the right way, to really have a lot of Easter eggs throughout the entire building that pay homage not only to our brand, but to the Heim Brewery and Electric Park. It just really makes that difference that creates a lasting impression for guests, but also, in our opinion, it's one of those things that opens it up for people to say, this building's going to be here for the next century. Mm -hmm. And something along those lines is what we felt was the most important to really reviving a neighborhood, is having something that's such an anchor that anybody that's considering investing in the neighborhood knows that it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a bar in there, some retail. Yeah, you're so going to be doing all the things that you said you weren't going to do, but now you're doing them the right way. Yeah, so we, 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 exactly. well, we knew we That's wanted... That's why business plans change, you know? I mean, well, we knew we wanted to do them in the future, but we just didn't know when the future was going to be. Oh, you're going to have an event space, too. And so, well, sort of. So okay. you walk in, and you're not I was walking hoping one day bar. when I get married at, at some point in my huh? life, Andy, I could say, hey, hey, my friend Andy, I'm not going to have to call George Gastella at Union Station and beg him to go there or whatever, whatever. So I figured, you know. For you, we'll do anything. <laughs> okay, good. Oh. There you go. So, no, so, so it's going to be everything. It's yeah, so, big. so so you walk in, and really the first floor is all about what you would see when you go to Scotland or Kentucky. <clears throat> Huge oh, wow. manufacturing, floor-to-ceiling glass, so you can see it. It's very transparent. Massive historical exhibit, a theater room to begin tours for a history video, a tasting room, the gift shop, you know, the basics. But it's when you go elsewhere throughout the facility that you really get that big difference. And so mm. the second floor has a lounge bar that's 5,000 square feet that can be subdivided into separate spaces. It's going to open in the mornings for coffee, light breakfast food. Um, oh, yeah, food too. Yeah, switches mm -hmm. to on the social side starting in the afternoons and evenings. Uh, we have a public boardroom for companies to rent that they can have full food and coffee and beverage service in there so they can have fun off-site meetings. 
The basement has a jazz social club that's going to go down there. And then the outdoor starting next spring will have an outdoor garden bar with lawn games, 7,500 square feet with an outdoor bar, uh, fire pits, trees, old school lamp posts. So the idea really is to have all these different concepts and all these different carrots to bring people down to the point that whoever you are and whatever you're interested in, we hopefully have that for you mm. so that as soon as you come down, you see that it's not just a distillery with an event space because that's not what it is, but no one knows what this is because it's not something that we're copying. It's a totally new and innovative concept. And the idea behind it all is do so much that foot traffic is abundant to the point that other developers look at it and say, I need to tap into this, mm. not something that we say, well, let's not do any food and let's not do any bars or anything of that sort. And then you don't get a ton of people that come down and developers say, yeah, well, it's just not worth our time because the foot traffic's not there. Mm. So we really had to go all out in order to truly create that revival. But in the early years, we have to make sure that especially the bar spaces for the evenings, you have enough that are enough different concepts that people can justify coming down to our neighborhood because at the end of the day, you go to the crossroads, you go to Westport, you go to the plaza, you can bar hop and go to different restaurants and bars, and it's just one Uber ride. But you come down to our neighborhood, if you have just one place to go, it might not be worth your time. So we really had to create something that builds a neighborhood. Mm. Since very complex, Linda and bankers down here, of all the things that are going into this, as far as the everything that Andy is trying to do here. Absolutely. Um, that I, was, I, I, I can't wait to come down. I know. I, I better I'm, be invited to the grand opening, Andy. <laughs> No red carpet needed, just just an invite. It, it was definitely <laughs> something that as a banker, you know, think of all the things he's just mentioned. That's typically in a banker in financing we go, uh, no, you know. So, um, it, <laughs> you, you know, restaurant, bar, you know, all this. <laughs> so it, it really took, um, again, Andy's uh, team, his, um, his ability to – Re, uh, pre-think everything that we would need and, and help us get there was just amazing. Also, uh, ability to put together a good financing team as well. I mean, it, it, everything just came together in the right way for this to all work. And we're so excited. Can't wait for it to open. That offsite or that space where he's talking about to bring, you know, um, other people in, businesses in to do things. I can't wait to take advantage of that. Bring our customers together, perhaps in some sort of a, a networking event that we can all gather there and introduce businesses to each other and use that space accordingly. So there's a lot um, that, that you can do there that, that, as he said, kind of ties it all together. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned the slide yet. So I'll let what him talk about that. <clears throat> That's uh, up the Noel kind of con- concepted. Noel so, is the yeah. slide. <laughs> we, we wanted to do a couple- And I've heard, I heard you off where tell me kind of the <laughs> – the, the, the talk about this. Yeah, I want to see if this legit We, we wanted to do two things that we thought would be what we consider statement pieces. And, you know, statement pieces, when you're trying to revive a neighborhood, they're things that keep people talking about the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so those two things that we have is we have a 40-foot slide going from the second floor to the first floor. So whenever people are leaving the, the lounge bar, whether they're there at night enjoying themselves or they're there in the morning on their laptops working, uh, they're able to exit on a slide if they so choose. Okay, uh, I was wondering if that was a requirement or <laughs> no, 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 because yeah. I, I didn't know that, and now it makes sense. Everyone that doesn't do it will wish they did it, though. Okay, uh, and then the other one is we're doing in our barrel warehouse. Um, we're actually creating a 16-person dining room that is full climate control, surrounded by glass, and then we're building barrel racks all around it, so that when you're in the dining room, you're fully surrounded by barrels and they're lit up, so that it's almost a wallpaper. But when you're outside of the barrel warehouse, or when you're outside of the dining room looking at the barrels on a tour, let's say, you have no idea there's even a dining room in there. 
And so it's a very cool, very private thing. And that one was one that we thought was something that people will talk about across the world saying, is this in Scotland? Is this in Kentucky? When they hear it's in Kansas City, it really makes people start questioning what's going on in Kansas City. Mm, definitely does. That's going to be exciting. I'm trying to picture that in my head right now. Yeah. Um, Just imagine it. Imagine the coolest thing you can picture in your head. Okay. That's what it's going to look like. In Kansas City. I like that. So this has been pretty quick, though, as far as the, the build. I mean, you announced this in September, you said, of 2018? Yeah, we started construction in September of 18, and wow. we worked with Ale Huber, and they've been and great. The construction right now with the weather and the rain and all kinds of issues is, you know, since I'm a homeowner now, Andy, I have to do all this at the house. I mean, <laughs> you're, doing it, you're doing it with 60,000 square foot. I mean, that that's pretty quick. I mean, just for an opening in June or July, right? Yeah, the, the nice thing about it was we didn't have to build a building. And the building was relatively already a shell. Okay. So there was less of the demo side, less of the foundation side, and more of just the build-up side. Um, but right now, if you come down there, there are about 100 contractors there a day. Some of the scopes are working 10-hour days. Some of the scopes are working weekends. And so they all know that they have a deadline to meet in order for us to be able to open in July. But they've done a great job just facilitating it and working out all the little problems that 120-year-old buildings have throughout these times. Mm. And the building was built like a tank to begin with, so it's really beneficial to everyone involved. And again, it's in the East Bottoms. If you've never been there, if you, or if you have been there, it's by. Um, uh, it, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to get there from downtown. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, from downtown, you just go to the River Market and head east on Third Street, and you literally, after you a mile it. and a half of driving, you pop right into and if it. If you've been to Knuckleheads mm-hmm. for a concert, it's right nearby too. It's mm-hmm. right across the railroad tracks. It's the building directly on the opposite side of the railroad tracks from Knuckleheads. Very interesting. We're gonna be right back with one more segment with our awesome guest today, Andy Rieger, and we're talking about Jay Rieger's expansion in the East Bottom. to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. And you can check us out at our website, grillnationshow.com. Today, joined by title sponsors of the show, Mo Bank and BOK Financial, Linda Lawrence, uh, Lindsey Bruns, uh, Aaron Israelite, who's been to my shoulder. He's, he's feeding me questions the whole show from uh, Mo Bank and Noel Fallon. And also joined by Andy Rieger, president of uh, Jay Rieger & Co. and owner, uh, extraordinaire entrepreneur here in Kansas City. We're talking about the expansion of uh, Jay Rieger & Co. in the in the East Bottoms. It's an amazing facility. It's going to look incredible. Andy, uh, what what can I drink at the distillery if I go to the bar? I mean, is it going to be? Am I am I only going to be able to drink whiskey and vodka and gin and go to a meeting and leave uh, not in the best shape? Or if I'm not a a hardcore liquor guy. I mean, is there going to be options, uh, local options? What are you doing there? Yeah, so the idea really is start corporate in the early hours. I think we're going to open eight or nine. Uh, we got a whole retail team. They're all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our general manager, we actually poached him from Union Station in Denver, Colorado, oh, wow. uh, where he was the general manager out there. So that was a really good hire. We felt that that was a very comparable model to what we were doing. But we're really letting them drive and make those decisions. Um, we're going to start out 8 or 9 a.m. in the mornings, the upstairs uh, bar, the monogram lounge, we're calling it. Uh, is actually going to function as a full coffee bar. It's 5,000 square feet, really comfortable furniture all throughout, great Wi-Fi. Uh, we'll have small breakfast food, nothing like uh, a first watcher, et cetera, let's say, but just, you know, breakfast burrito, meat version, not yeah. meat version, and a few pastries. So and all this is on your website, too. You can see photos and everything at jreagerco.com. Exactly, yeah. And so the idea is corporate to begin, whether you're private meetings, seminars, continuing education, just working on your computer, 
and then have a full coffee program that's being run by actually the former head of the Almeist who ran their coffee shop down in the crossroads. Uh, from there, then we're going to really transition to more of the social side um, as we build up into the evening and night. So we just have that natural transition, but coffee in the morning and then full beverage program. One of the cool things on the cocktail side is we're building one of the first in the nation uh, full building draft cocktail systems. So there's a lot of prep up front. There's a lot of equipment, but a majority of the cocktail menu comes out like it does when you pour beer from a tap. Mm. And so you really get that consistency of your quality. Uh, your shrinkage goes down, but you have a really awesome speed of service, which adds to that guest experience. That's awesome. Uh, and again, the website is jriegerco.com. What's your favorite drink? My favorite cocktail is got to be a very basic gin tonic. Uh, one part our gin Two parts, uh, a really good tonic called Fever Tree. You can buy it in little glass bottles at pretty much any liquor store or uh, grocery store. And then our gin is very simple, has five botanicals. Orange peel is one of them. So I like to add either a little bit of orange peel or just a really small sliver of orange that I just drop into it. And that with ice is incredibly refreshing. There's no sugar added or anything of that sort. So it's one of those drinks that in the summertime you really can't beat it. Mm. And you guys, uh, for the listeners or friends of ours who live in other parts of the country, you're still uh, growing nationally, obviously. And w- how many states are you all in now? We're in 22 states right now. And there's uh, a lot of laws and regulations around this, and and it's very complicated to get into states. Every single state is different, which makes it tough. But that barrier to entry is actually beneficial once you really become a serious contender and wanting to truly play that distribution game. So 22 states, though, that's yeah. not bad. So uh, we've got three people on our sales team, and they travel nonstop, pretty much. Uh, it's been a really good model to have, especially as the industry is changing. It's having a few people that are really close to the brand that really communicate together, are on one page, and really communicate that message across the country the same way. Uh, we've talked about all the banking issues and funding issues and whatnot. What about like um, city issues? I mean, you guys are doing a lot with the city, obviously. I mean, I I feel like when you're doing something so grand that's going to be in Kansas City, at least, that will embrace this. Um, what was that like? And that's a learning experience for everyone. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to when I was trying to just figure out incentives and up from down early on in late 2016, early 2017, I really started talking to council members in Kansas City, Missouri as well. And they were all incredibly supportive and uh, really wanting to see us do this project. First off, it's in an area that gets no real private investment. So mm. being able to do something like this to the scale that can have this type of draw in an area like that is a dream come true. Uh, for any city. So they really wanted to see us do it and really helped us with all the tools. But, you know, we didn't get the type of incentives from city that some of these developers that are doing huge projects demand. And we're fine with that because, again, we're in this to make a lot of friends. We're not in this to demand certain things and say, we'll take our money elsewhere because this is our home. This is where we were raised. This is the city that we want to see become great. And we felt that us just falling in line and doing what we can do to better the city, the area and our brand all at the same time is what truly is best for Kansas City and everyone that lives here. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the area again, East Bottoms. I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, when this opens, and I mean, how many years are we until that actually becomes a? I mean, because the West Bottoms is taking forever. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of people that own property down there that have been sitting on it and not letting it develop, which is frustrating. Um, but as far as what you guys are doing, I mean, it's kind of a it, it's it's an empty palette, I guess. You could you could do whatever you want with it. Hundred yeah. percent. The the nice thing about the East. Bottoms versus West Bottoms, and we'll even focus it more on Electric Park District that we're in because Electric Park was the first amusement park, or electric powered amusement park, 
um, in Kansas City. Nobody knows that. And it was yeah. actually the original inspiration for Walt Disney when it had its second iteration built. But fire, Battery Park or one of those, fire, yeah. Fireworks to signal the park's closing. Uh, water fountains and parks, those were things that Disney first saw down at Electric Park. So wow. really being able to grab a hold of that history is a cool thing for us. But the nice thing about our neighborhood versus the West Bottoms is the West Bottoms is so vast. And the buildings there are so massive that it takes... You know, look at a project our size, and we're in 60,000 square feet. I don't know how many 60,000 square feet buildings are even down there mm-hmm. in the West Bottoms, meaning that that's considered small. So think about the amount of money that we have to put into our building to renovate it the right way. And mm-hmm. I'll utilize that term, the right way. Um, interesting thing I heard from a developer who I'm pretty sure has been on here before, Butch Rigby, once said, mm-hmm. the amount of money you put into your building is the type of tenants and the type of people that you attract to your building. And so the less you put into it, the lower dollar per square foot tenants you're going to get, the less money you can reinvest into your building, mm-hmm. the less people want to come down there. And that was something that I really took to heart as we were beginning this entire process. We're seeing a lot of development in that general river market, Berkeley Riverfront Park, your area. They're talking about the connecting the streetcar, obviously, to the Riverfront uh, Park. And potentially, I know Ryan wants it at some point to come down to the East Bottoms, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would that be cool if you could take the streetcar to the East Bottoms? That oh, would help it, business. It would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what that would cost. Okay, so uh, <laughs> or gondola. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so what's next on your guys's end? I mean, what are you what are you excited about? Uh, where's the growth potential once we open this? I mean, what's next? I mean, Linda and team. I mean, tell us tell us where you think this is headed and how excited you are about it going forward. Um, well, we're um, excuse me, we're really excited just to get to get the doors open mm-hmm. and and um, and see the traction uh, begin and. Um, I, you know, we're set with Andy. He's, he's been fantastic. He already has everything lined out from a banker's perspective. He's probably one of the best customers that I could think of. Um, because like I said, he's always already ahead of us as far as that. And, um, we, he's not going to need us for a while. He, he's set. So, uh, we'll, we'll just set. So back now we and, just need to get people to show up. Down absolutely. There, Andy, right. I mean, we got to promote. So we the just need MoBank to be buying <laughs> two barrels, private yeah. barrels that they can share with their customers. Uh, last yeah. time I was there, a week. Last yeah. time I was there, I signed the, uh, the barrel with the World Series. That yeah. was 2015. Yeah. I need to get back. Uh, you were going to open it when the Royals won another one. I remember. Oh, we said, we, 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 we gave a disclaimer. We said it'll be either 10 years or when they win next, whichever comes first. So it's okay. Probably as much as we love the Royals, probably looking like a 10 year barrel. So jriegerco.com. If you want to check it out, uh, it's in the East Bottoms. Uh, you can have events there. It's going to open in July. You can have events there. You can come work there yeah, in the mornings. Yeah. You can come you can there and have your happy hours. You play yard games, business meetings. We're really there and, to and, make and, you have fun. And in July, you're going to be opening it up. Oh, open, to the, open to the public Friday, July 12th at 3 p.m. is going, we're going to do ribbon cutting with government officials that morning. Okay. And 3 p.m. is when we'll be full blown open doors. We'll check it out. Uh, Andy Rieger, thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show. As always, appreciate the folks from MoBank, BOK Financial. This was a fun show. Went by very quickly. Uh, this is one we can share for a while, and I appreciate all your support. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you again next week here on Grill Nation. Yeah.